It's the mystery of iniquity. Said it's the misery of iniquity. Said it's the history of iniquity. When it all, all falls Indictments publicized, it's entertainment, the arraignments, the subpoenas, high profile gladiators and bloodthirsty arenas, into the dragon, black robe, crooked balance, souls bought and sold and paroled for 30 talents, court reporter, catch the circus on the paper, filing in the system, not acknowledged by the maker, swearing by the Bible, blatantly blasphemous, publicly perpetrating that in God we trust, cross-examined by a master manipulator, the faster, intimidator, receiving the judge's favor, deceiving savers, doing injury to their neighbors, Status, gratis apparatus, and legal waivers. See the bailing, representing security, holding the word of God, soliciting perjury, the prosecution, political prostitution. The more money you pay, the further away solution. Legal actors, Babylon's benefactors, masquerading as the agency for the clients, hypocritical giants, morally non-compliant, orally armed to do bodily harm, polluted, recruited, and suited, judicial charm, and the defense is it making any sense? Faking the confidence of escaping the consequence that a defendant is dependent on the system, totally void of judgment, purposely made to twist them, emotional victim, blackmailed by the henchmen, framed by intentions, inventions whereby they lynchmen. Into the false witness, slandering the accused, planting the seed, openly showing he's being used to discredit, edit, headed for the alleged, smearing the individual, fearing the unsuspected, expert witness, the paid authority. Made a priority to deceive the majority of disinterested peers dodging duty for years, hating the process, waiting to return to their careers. Do we expect a system made for the elect to possibly judge correct, properly serve and protect, materially corrupt, spiritually amok, oblivious to the cause, prosperously bankrupt, blind to the blind, guilty never defined, filthy the swine, a generation filming its own mind, legal extortion. Alone out of proportion, invade deceit, the truth is obsolete. Only two positions, victimizer or victim, both end up in destruction, trusting this crew. Come on. Mafia with diplomas, keeping us in a coma, trying to own a piece of the American corona. The revolving door, insanity every floor, skyscraping paper chasing, what are we working for? Empty traditions, reaching social positions, teaching ambition to support the family superstition. <laughs> Son of perdition is commander in chief. The standard is steep. Brethren, can we candidly speak? Woe to the men, trusting in the chariots, them leaning on horses. They run their intellectual sources. Counterfeit wisdom, creating the illusion of freedom. Confusion consumes them. Every word they speak is in terms of how they write internally. They act in the light and trap in the night and bondage to the cane of the night. Under the curse, evil men waxing more worse. Facts in the first angelic being cast to the earth. This time will be burnt. Burning up the branch and the root, the empty pursuits of every tree bearing the wrong fruit, turning me ill. And he who stole no longer steal. Oh, it's real. Surrender, but Jehovah is real. How long will you sleep? Troubled by the thoughts that you keep, the idols you eat, causing destruction you reap. Judgment is come, finding it returns the one. 
Abandon the flesh, self-interest, Broadway the death, pride and greed, hide and subdivide and deceive. The knowledge of good and evil is Y'all don't hear my girl though. I don't think y'all feel her. I don't think y'all understand the words that just came out of this queen's mouth. The poetry. The realness, the rawness of everything she just laid the fuck out for y'all just now. I wouldn't be doing my due diligence. I wouldn't be carrying out my duty here on Mother Earth if I did not share things like this on this here podcast. So critters, yo, what's good? We back. Your host Damo, when you already know, I know Damo know. Listen, we back. First and foremost, let me shout out my queen, Lauren Hill, the queen of R&B. Like, period, point blank, period. Multifaceted. Shorty just murdered. Listen, y'all probably don't even know what the hell that is. Ain't never heard it, period. For those of y'all who who know, you know. That is Lauren Hill, my girl Lauren Hill. The name of that, uh, I don't even want to call it a song. I was like spoken word. Shorty was just preaching like, yo. The name of that is called Mystery of Iniquity. And it's off of her Unplugged EP 2.0. Unplugged 2.0. It's an EP that she did, uh, came out in 2002. Y'all know lying ain't y'all release no goddamn music no time soon. But she don't have to because all her songs are timeless. <laughs> She's a timeless individual. And right there, what she just did right there, what she just delivered on that song was something impeccable, something that needs to be heard, needs to be said. I mean, she's a frontier. She's like literally a cavalier. She goes against the grain. And she's been doing that since Jump Street. So shout out to your girl live, bro. Come through with the come through. She just said so much shit in a matter of three minutes. Like she just summed up life itself <laughs> or this world and the society that we live in and this crooked system that we have to fucking deal with, abide by, these cro crooked, stupid ass laws. This crooked judicial system, okay? These dirty ass cops and precincts that fucking hire motherfucker, motherfucking Ku Klux Klan. This shit go back. Y'all understand these fucking. Think about who made the goddamn police departments. Think about who designed this whole system, man. And you'll get to the root of all of this evil shit, man. You'll get to the root of all this evil shit. Who came up with this shit? She just asked you. Who came up with this crooked system? Who made this shit? Y'all know who made this shit, man. And y'all wonder why we still dealing with the same shit. That's why they call it the new Jim Crow. The same shit that was happening hundreds, hundreds of years ago, it's still happening right now. History repeats itself, bro. But you know what? Before I go down my rabbit hole, because y'all know how I go. <laughs> Listen, I want listen, I wanted to welcome y'all back. It's episode 11. We back on the goddamn podcast. And it's doing this thing. Those of y'all who still with me, I love y'all. I appreciate all the love y'all been uh giving and supporting this podcast. Share it, 
Get it out there, man. Tell a friend, family member, like, y'all know I'm only coming with the real on here. <laughs> Period. I'm crazy. I'm goofy. I'm everything. Emotional, inspirational. But y'all get Damo in a nutshell. I just am being my true, authentic self. And I love for those who love me and support this movement, man. We all trying to do it. I feel like every time I'm on this podcast, I'm walking in my purpose. Can I get an amen? <laughs> like every time I'm on, I feel like I'm walking. I know I'm walking in my purpose. I see my mom smiling on me right now. Like, look at my baby go. Speak that shit. Talk your shit, Neek. I hear her saying that. Like, talk your shit, Nikki. Let them know. And so I get on here every time, man. I, I promised myself and I promised my audience that this month I was going to deliver. And every Thursday I was coming with some heat because I was so consistent in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? And I had to trial and error and shit like that and see what was working for me, what was not. You know? But I had to get, I got to get back to that same, eat that same drive, bro. We got to eat out here. I'm trying to do things. I, I am going to do things. Fuck try. I'm doing right now. <laughs> so I really do thank you. All the support I've been giving is awesome. Y'all, please give me feedback and hit me up. Y'all need something from me. There's something you want to talk about. If you want to join me on here, holla at me. Let's set up a date and time. I, look, I'm about, look, me, I follow guidelines. If I have a schedule, I usually stick to it. Y'all got to get at me. Let's do this. Let's collaborate, man. Come on, come on. We all trying to get it. So. Again, I'm just so glad that y'all back y'all with me. It's episode 11 out there, man. It's episode 11. I be forgetting sometimes. I'll be like, hold on, let me make sure it's the right episode. Okay. Okay, yeah, last one I had was episode 10. That was on Who Heals the Wounded Healer? For those of y'all who did not tune into episode 10, pause. Pause, my nigga. Go back. Listen to episode 10, 1 through 10, goddamn, but definitely the last, the past two episodes have been lit. Honestly, the past two, three have been off the fucking meat. I've been on some other shit, y'all. I've been, like I said, I'm walking in my purpose. I'm just feeling recharged these days, my nigga. As we wrap up this last quarter of 2019, 2020, I hope y'all niggas is ready. I hope y'all niggas is ready, because baby, it's, it's fucking takeoff time. Y'all ain't got it, nigga, get it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, episode 10 was really, really uh, special to me because, you know, I was going through a lot before I recorded that episode. Literally a day before, had a whole motherfucking meltdown, breakdown on my job. And, and I, I told myself, it wasn't like it was a bad thing. It was beautiful. And the next day I went down, I went to the river, went hiking and I went to the water and I sat down there and I meditated and I, I, just, I just sat with myself in nature. And it was some of the most divine, beautiful. It was so beautiful. And I said, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to record. And that's exactly what I did. I sat out there with my incense flowing. I was by the water. It was, it was really beautiful. It was a, such a vibe. And it's a short episode. It's a short episode. But it was so, it was such a vibe, y'all. So um, definitely go get you some of that positivity. Okay? If you need some of that positive energy... Like, on some real shit, go holla at episode 10. Because episode 11, there's going to be a lot of inspiration, you know what I'm saying, and positivity as well. Y'all know I'm always bringing that shit on every episode. But we getting, we talking that noise. Because I'm fucking tired. I know, if I'm tired, I know everybody fucking tired. Every per person of color 
on this motherfucking planet. We fucking tired, boy. And I said, listen, I was so inspired today. I watched, I seen a couple people's stories and it really, really, it really resonated with me. And I said, I need to talk. I need to speak on this. I need, you know, and I felt like I probably visited this before, maybe episode one. I talked a little bit about this, but you can't talk about this shit enough in 2019 when we got our babies dying by the hands of fucking policemen who are supposed to protect us. But we fear them. Some may right with that picture. Some just don't smell right to me. Goddamn. So that's okay. We're gonna address it. So this episode, we on episode 11. Um Name of this fucking episode is, excuse me, this is about the prison complex. The prison complex, the crooked system, police brutality, and the list goes fucking on. Period. The name of this motherfucking episode just need to be corrupt. Dot, dot, dot. Exclamation point, exclamation point, nigga. Corrupt. Period. Point blank, period. Everything about this law system, everything about this judicial system, law enforcement, everything about it is corrupt and it's been that way since numero uno. Okay, fuck that. Since ground zero, my nigga. It's been corrupt. They built this shit off corruption. We still dying at the hand of the white man. We are still, they just knocking us off. And and, And let me not be necessarily racist, but fuck that, bro. Listen, I know they try to, they try to control your mind and make you see white and black. But fuck that, it's bigger than this white and black shit, man. This is, this is a fucking, I don't even know what this, I'm out of words for this shit. It's a fucking massacre. They've been knocking us off since forever. I just don't understand. We killing each other already. And then you got these motherfuckers murking you and getting away. Walking dead in your house. You ain't doing nothing. You just going about your day. Walking your shit and kill you. And get off. Or get a little measly five years here. And get a hug from the judge. And a pat on the back. And a kiss on the cheek. Bitch, what the fuck? These are the times we living in? Yeah, you talk about conditioning. Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. Motherfuckers have been conditioned. Broken. This shit go so far back, motherfuckers don't even, un- don't even realize they in chains still. Motherfuckers don't even realize they still on the fucking slave field. In the cotton field. In chains and shackles, my nigga getting whipped. Niggas don't even realize that shit. Oh, because it's a new day and age and all of this. And boom, bam, boom. And we've got the music and the movies. Nigga, them niggas are slaves too. Them niggas on the football field and the NFL. Them niggas on the basketball court. Niggas, is, this is modern day slavery. From the sports you did and the movies you in. The schools you fucking go to. My nigga, all the way down to the fucking prisons they lock your ass up in. Put you right back in them motherfucking cages. This shit has been engrossed. It's stuck in our fucking minds. And all I'm trying to do is wake my motherfucking brothers and sisters up and say, fuck that, break these chains, nigga. 
y'all, I done did it again. <laughs> Woo, y'all done got me fired up. Time for a sip break. Where that crown at? Time for a sip break. My baby got me some crown peach over the weekend. She came in town. With, we finna get into that and brought me my crown peach. Shit hitting the night, buddy. Along with this blunt. Everything just hitting right now, nigga. This motherfucking joint just hit. Boy in this crown. I ain't got no chasing, nigga, on the rocks. Let's get it. Ooh. Ooh, that shit tasty. For those of y'all, if you got a cup in your hand, tip that bitch back. We got some liquor around you. Pull a shot up for, for me, for you, for this fuckery. Right now, man. Sip, sip. Anyways, listen. I'm going to get off that for right now. We're going to revisit that in a minute. Nah, you know what I'm saying? I'll probably return to my rant. But uh, I almost went down the rabbit hole. Oh, <laughs> y'all niggas. <laughs> so let me pause. Let's get back. I digress. <clears throat> Let's get into the what's new with Damu. What's new, Damu? Nigga, I got to make some jingles. I couldn't have my own, my own, man, my own studio, like, on some real shit. When I get my new place, which is <laughs> coming here soon, my own shit to myself. I'm tired of living with people. Fuck roommates, all that shit. All my past roommates, I'm sorry, but hey, this is fuck. <laughs> I'm tired of roommates, goddamn. I'm pushing 30. I just want to live by my goddamn self. I'm tired of y'all folks. Y'all motherfuckers is aggy. Anyways, when I get my own shit, nigga, I'm trying to have a studio of my own in that motherfucker. I'm going to be playing with little jingles and shit, have my own little, uh. So just, just know, like, y'all literally are seeing my growth from the ground up. Because, baby, it ain't even, it's going to be some whole next level shit. 2020 is going to be a lituation, nigga. Lituation on a whole nother level. So excited. Like, yo, y'all don't even understand. My boy, I got a new logo. Y'all should be seeing that all over my social media and all that shit. Um, tomorrow, latest. I got my artist, my boy I went to high school with. Shout out to Chaz, a.k.a. Louis Buralda, motherfucking artist. He was also featured in uh, Voyage ATL. Shout out to Voyage ATL for putting all my niggas on the fucking block. There's so much talent that went to my high school, bro. We out here lit. Shout out to Duluth High School, man. G County, goddamn. Because we lit as fuck. The Wildcats, boy, man. We doing things out here. I got niggas in all different types of places. You feel me? So shout out to Duluth High School. Oh, my God. I am getting old. My motherfucking 10-year anniversary is coming up next year. And oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I already have told or summoned my best friend and my girlfriend. Like, y'all hoes ain't even got no choice, bitch. Y'all's coming to my anniversary with me, bitch. Because um, I don't know of anybody besides, well, Louis Baron, Chaz, um, who I still fuck with the long way. I mean, Dre. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. Lord, do I want to go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fuck with people, bro. I'm sorry. Like. I just be on my own vibe. I, hey, it is what it is. But anyways, back to the what's new with Damu. Um, so what is new? Honestly, this past fucking weekend, last like four, five days from like what, last Friday? Yes, from like last Thursday, Friday, technically. Uh, all the way through to Monday, dude. I mean, what a vibe. Uh, my bae came in town. 
my best friend was in town, Anthony. Uh, he's in the Air Force. Shout out to my boy, Ant. He came home for a month, and now he's about to go back out to Guam, my nigga, across the world um, at the end of this month, actually. So it was really good to see him. I hadn't seen him in a year. He's been in South Korea, so he, before he gets you know shipped off to the next place, he's home, and it was so good to see him and catch up. Oh, my gosh. It was just a vibe, man. See my girl, y'all know, you know, we don't live in the same state. So it's like every time I get to see her, it's always a lituation off rip. Uh spend quality time with my best friend she G. Uh and even my homegirl T. Like it was her birthday. We pulled up on her. I hadn't seen her in several months. It was just like, it was just beautiful, man. I just love coming together. You know what I'm saying? That's just always been me. I love coming together. I love my love with my good friends that I've known forever. Like I love coming together. So it's just like when niggas talk about, yo, let's link up. Let's meet. Like, let's do it. I'm with the shit. Unless it's just that that time where I'm in the mood. I'm just like, got some other obligations. Most times I'm going to be like, nigga, let's do it. Where you at? Let's make it happen. Because I love coming together, man. That's what we got to do more of that. Because when we come together, it's power. It's energy. It's a lot of power and energy in that, yo. You don't know how seeing somebody that you ain't seen in years can spark a fucking flame in you. And all of a sudden, you take off and find your purpose. So you take off and start a business or some crazy, you know what I'm saying? You never know. So I encourage coming together, critters. Come together. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been an awesome, awesome weekend. Spent a lot of quality time with some uh, my loved ones, man, and my friends, my tribe. Um, and outside of that, Afropunk, me and my girl went on Sunday. Uh, it rained in Atlanta, um, but it wasn't like crazy. It was manageable, it was bearable, but we were out there. Uh, we went in the evening, uh, saw some dope-ass artists, <laughs> needless to say. Uh, Mahalia was one of the first artists that we saw. Uh, Masego, he shut the shit down, had bitches passing out and some more shit, like literally getting carted out, that motherfucker passing out. It, it was just a vibe. So Afropunk is like a, it's a, um, Afro, Afropunk is a culture. It's a cultural move movement. And so basically when Afropunk is in your town, it's a concert and you'll have some of the, uh, some, some of your local artists or some, you know, of the big time artists, like the guys that I just listed, uh, Anderson Pack was another one. I didn't actually see him though, but he was there. I discovered new artists. It's just the way it's another coming together event, honestly, with different types of people. You know what I'm saying? You're going to go out there and see like some punk rock like Afrocentric kids, like that's what it is. It's like Afrocentric mixed with punk rock. You combine that shit, and this is what you get. And it's really dope. It's it's such a vibe, guys. So I would encourage definitely if you've never been Afro punk, go show your support. It's really dope. I think, uh, I mean, everybody should go. Fuck it. <laughs> I had a great time. Me and my baby was fine as fuck. They had her fro all the way picked out. I was out that bitch looking like I was in somebody's band. <laughs> The drummer, my nigga. <laughs> but it was dope, bro. Like, I had a really good time with that. Um, and just really just vibed out. So during that time, I just was recharged in a sense. Like, I was good. Spent quality time, my niggas. I came back to work on goddamn Tuesday. Pump. Like, nigga, I'm back. Dumbo is back in this bitch. You feel me? And all, although my job was like, oh, you need to get these numbers up. and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, nigga, that shit. I got this. Let me do me though. Like nigga, you—it's like a crime to be gone for too long 
in the goddamn car uh, car business. They're like, what the fuck? Boy, I'm good. But um, yeah, honestly, the vibe for like this past week, dude, has just been recharged. Recharged, lit, and fucking ready to make it do what it do, <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, man, I've just been literally just taking back my power, man. And, and that's that's the biggest, I mean, that th- I think that's the theme of this whole episode. Taking our fucking power back, man. And it starts within. And that's what I've been working on. It's me. Within. You know, I think and it's and it's necessary. You lose your mother and you know what I'm saying, go through the ringer, that's your world crashing. You feel me? But from that, it's like, yo, I found myself and now I'm healing and just rising and rising up and rising, becoming the best version of myself. It's crazy. I'm not the same person that I was just a few months ago. Definitely last year, a year ago. Like, this journey is beautiful, man. So no matter where you are at in your journey, all I can say is don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your loved ones. Don't give up. Just keep fucking moving through this journey because it's so beautiful. Ascension, man. It's so beautiful. All y'all got to do is keep marching, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my hair is a little nappy right now in other news. <laughs> I'm trying to, um, y'all know I have locks officially. I have locks and I'm trying to see how long I can go without retwisting. Cause I like retwist my shit like once a month. That's the pace I've been doing it. Like at least once a month, I'll retwist my hair. Or as soon as it starts getting nappy, nappy, I'm like, I gotta retwist it. But it was like, I've been reading up, you know what I'm saying? I follow, and I know a few people as well that have dreads and healthy, long dreads. And they're just like, um, you know, it's healthy for your hair when you go in between like retwist for a while. Like, you wait and pause, give your hair time to just be free, do its thing, sprout. So um, we're going to see how long I'm going to hold it down. I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm pushing until the end of the year, Okay. But I will be getting that retwist before I walk into 2020. <laughs> this shit will be retwisted before 2020, January 1st, my nigga. Um, but we're going to see how far I get, man. I think I can make it. I just got to continue to get my little haircuts. Just to at least make myself feel a little better about this shit. Because I'm OCD when it comes to my hair, bro. But um, I'm OCD about a lot of shit. But yeah, my hair especially. Um, Outside of that, yeah, man, I've I been chilling. And I hope everybody's been good, you know, claiming they claiming their power back as well and living their best lives. That goes for all you critters, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, so yeah, I was today, I wanted to say, like, I was inspired to do this topic today, literally today. Um, because I was at work and what I usually do at work, I multitask a lot. I'll be in the middle of doing a lot of shit and be watching a YouTube or a Breakfast Club interview on YouTube. And today they had Centoya Brown dash long. Now she's married. They had her on there today. And um, it, for those of y'all who don't know who she is, Centoya Brown, she's a young lady um, from Nashville, Tennessee, who was basically locked up. She was in prison at the age of 16, young as fuck. She was in prison at the age of 16 for shooting who at the time she thought was her boyfriend was really basically like a pimp sex trafficker guy. Um, she shot and killed him. 
uh, it was a situation where she was basically defending herself, knew she couldn't leave and wanted to leave. And the perpetrator, he, you know, wouldn't let her. So out of defense, she shot and killed him. She was locked up at the age of 16. They tried her as an adult and she got life at 16, my nigga, in self-defense, pure self-defense. She served nine of those years. Don't quote me on that, y'all. She served at least nine of those, I believe, before the charges were dropped and she was, I forget the word, and I've been trying to think of this word for the past 10 minutes. <laughs> But all charges were dropped. She was released and now she's free. Um, hell of a story. Mad inspirational. Um, I mean, this young woman has been through a lot. And it wasn't like because it wasn't because she didn't come from much. No, that wasn't the case at all. But she was just a, a lost young lady, a lost soul, man. Just trying to figure it out. And it all goes back to this conditioning and shit. And she even tells in her story as the interview proceeded, you know, they were asking, you know, Breakfast Club, them, them nigga DJ Envy, all them niggas, they be, they'll probe you. But they were asking all the right questions. And I loved it. I was just like, man, y'all asking all the right questions, nigga. Um, and I just remember her, like how captivating her story was from beginning to end. So yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Something about her story was just so inspiring today. And I wanted to play a clip from the interview itself um, just so y'all can get a little backdrop of some of the crooked fuck shit that was happening that happened to this young lady. Because her story is incredible. And I'm going to actually put the link to this interview um, on this episode. So definitely, please, after this episode, go and watch the full interview. I mean, it is 50 or so minutes long, but I promise you, this is testament of divine intervention and <laughs> just uh, the universe and my God working right on time. So I definitely encourage, just watch the interview, y'all. But yeah, I want to play this part. Angela Yee is uh, asking her a question in the beginning. Um, like I said, the motherfuckers on Breakfast Club, they know exactly what to ask. Uh, so yeah, I want to play this part. Y'all listen to uh, just a bit of it. A little short clip, and then we're gonna take off from there. What did you say about how the police handled the situation after afterward? Because it seems like once they found out that you were only 16 years old, right? And the situation that you had been in, you know, being abused, knowing that there was a man that was a grown man yeah. that was contributing to this, you think police have to be trained differently when they have to deal with women who clearly are victims of sex trafficking. Yeah. What's interesting for me is that, you know, they actually had, they questioned him. They had all his information. They interviewed him. And he told on you and told. Yeah. And boy, I was defending him. Oh, no, he wasn't. He didn't do that. You're lying. You know, of course, because that's what he told me. Like, if they ever tell you something like that, it's a lie. <laughs> but yeah, so like they never arrested him, even after finding out, after, you know, I testified at the transfer hearing about the truth, about everything that happened. They still, they never arrested him. But, I mean, it should have been enough the minute you found out I was 16 and you found me naked in the room with this man. Like, you threatened to shoot me because I was trying to get my clothes when you burst into the room. The police did? The cops. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, why was that a problem? And then here he is 15 years later, the detective in my case, and he comes to the hearing saying, 
she wasn't traffic. She, she wanted to do what she was doing. And like, that's the mindset that like, you know, we're up against, right. like, you don't understand, like, there's no such thing as a teenage prostitute, period, period. When did, that's a good point, when, because I'm wondering, when you got caught up in the human trafficking ring, when did you realize you were being taken advantage of, and what was happening was wrong, or did you not realize that until you was in jail? I didn't realize that until I was well into my 20s, until uh, I was an adult, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, all these things that we take in, you know, that there are girls who are just hot in the ass, so, excuse me, that's but that's, they're just fast, so, yeah, I played a little longer uh, than what I was trying to play. But yeah, the main part there was her story. Angela, you asked her about how the cops, you know, handled it like that. You know, these cops should have been trained in situations like this, how to handle it. But no, not at all. What these cops did instead was take advantage of the situation. Basically tell this girl what she was going to say and what it was, period. So the cop that was uh, there on the scene when the whole thing happened and she uh, killed the dude, the cop that was on the scene was the same guy that was handling her case years later. You feel what I'm saying? And when he gets in the court, he just throws it off on her like, oh, nah, she wasn't being sex trafficked. She wanted to be there. That's what she do. Like she, she out here, she willingly out here on this shit. So that's how they try to write her off. And that's that shit, man, that really fucks with me because it's like, damn, he can say that and his word is bond. Fuck what she said and what she think. Fuck all of that. What he say is bond. Nah, this is what she wanted to do. She ain't no victim. What? Shorty is 16, barely got a mind of a fucking old. And the nigga in the room with her butt-ass naked, this nigga... Motherfucking 60-something years old? Not even. Nah, I'm pushing it. <laughs> he was like 48. No, dead ass. And she's like 16. In the same room, he butt-ass naked, she butt-ass naked. And like she said, she was just trying to get her clothes. She didn't want to be part of none of that. He wasn't having it. He aimed a gun at her. Like, nah. You ain't going nowhere. And so what she do? Probably, probably pulled out the goddamn Draco on his ass. <laughs> and motherfucking deaded that nigga the fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. But it's just so crazy. That's just one example of all the fuck shit that she went through. You know what I'm saying? Of all this crooked shit they put this young lady through. Like, it's not enough that you just sentenced this lady, this young lady to life. But also, she, soon as she's in there, they throw her into solitary confinement. She's in solitary confinement for two years. For the first two years that she's in there. And they're like, oh, well, she's 18 now. We can put her out in gym pop. You know, they didn't do it before because they thought it was dangerous. But what was more dangerous was putting her fucking solitary. Nigga, you go insane in there. What are you doing? And they didn't give a fuck. They, it wasn't like they was trying to save her. Oh, we got to just put her to keep her away from gym pop. No. Nigga, everybody knows solitary confinement is worse, far worse than some motherfucking gin pop. I'd rather take my chances out there on the yard with these bitches and beat some asses a few times than go in solitary confinement. You know what I'm saying? And have to lose my fucking brain cells, my nigga. You just literally losing your mind. A little bit more every day. That type of shit will fuck with you, and it did for her. 
She said she got out after the two years and she wasn't out long before, boom, she got in a fight immediately. As soon as they put her in gym pop. She didn't know. She hadn't been around people. Hadn't interacted. Didn't know how to have, have conversate with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Her mind was fucked. And so they want to call these rehabilitation centers. How? How you being rehabilitated for the better when you go in there and when you come out, you worse. You a monster. You ain't even nothing. You ain't. Niggas don't even know you. You look different. You act different. You fucking off. Just like niggas in the military. This is conditioning, bro. Same niggas running them fucking prisons. The same niggas drill sergeants in the fucking military, man. They brainwashing the fuck out of you. They breaking you down and they don't give a fuck. Because they can. Greed and power corrupts within, man. That shit is sickening. So they had this young lady and she literally, boom, got in a fight right back in the motherfucking solitary for another year after that. You know what that shit will do to your spirit and your mind? You don't even know yourself at that point. That's the shit that fucks with me, man. That shit is sad as fuck. There's no reason why that young lady should have went through any of that shit. When it was in self-defense this, this whole time, like regardless. And she even lied to the cops when she originally went in and told them that she was 18 years old. When that lady, they found out that she was 16, they still didn't give a fuck. Still tried her as an adult and threw her in a prison. With grown motherfuckers. Solitary confinement. <laughs> what I'll say is this. Centoya Brown, you are an inspiration. Because your story gave me fucking chills today. And I knew about it. My girl told me about it. You know, my girl's lives you know, from Tennessee and I lived in Nashville. So, you know, about the first time I heard about this, I had just moved back from Tennessee. And my girl was telling me about this shit. And I was just like, Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm so glad that that young lady, she's going to be free. She was, they had, what do you call it? Resolve? Resolve? Oh, God, I'm forgetting that word. But anyways, once she was basically dismissed of all those charges, she didn't necessarily get out right away. Not at all. She got out like a year after the fact, nigga, like nine months to a year. Like, it was fucking ridiculous, man. But at any rate, we just glad you free, baby girl. And your story is impeccable. Um, I would use this, man, if I taught a class, my nigga, I would use this as a whole example of perseverance and never giving up on yourself, like I said in the beginning of this podcast. But it doesn't take away from the shit that we have to endure with this system, man. This system is so fucked up. Do y'all think, do y'all really think that these motherfucking cops are just out here willy-dilly? The shit that they do and the movements that they make on a few times that I've just seen footage, this shit has been trained, okay? These niggas have been trained to shoot to kill niggas, man. Like, and they ain't even worried about it. No, you're going to be good. You might get a slap on the wrist. I just feel like at this point, this shit is a fucking conspiracy. These motherfuckers <laughs> got a fucking list, my nigga. And they just knocking them down. Like, yep, we got to hit this area by next week. We got to take another one out. How would bitch walk into a fucking apartment and shoot a nigga dead? He innocent. Ain't attacked her. Ain't. 
mind his business, probably scratching his ass. You walk in and kill, murk this nigga dead, cold blood, murder one. And you get five years and you probably won't even serve that much. And you get a hug from the judge and a kiss on the cheek and a, what in the fucking fuck is going on? What in the flying fuck is happening? Y'all better wake the fuck up. I ain't gonna keep saying this shit, man. Dead ass. This shit has got to be just, I mean, I cannot. We can't keep doing this shit, man. And it's so hard. It's like, well, what do we do? What we do? What do we do? You got niggas in power. You got niggas. You got black men and women making so much fucking money right now. And y'all know this money is what rules everything here on this earth. Money and power. Power and money. Who you know and what you know. That's why they don't want your ass knowing nothing. They want to keep you dumbed down. So they're going to feed you that McDonald's and that goddamn bullshit all day long. When I seen this shit from McDonald's to Waffle House, bruh, they have both at least once in my lifetime almost killed me eating that shit. Food poisoning. Literally. Last time I got food poisoning, I didn't think I was going to bounce back from that shit. Y'all, for real. This shit is serious. If we don't know, then how the fuck are we supposed to change and turn this around and break these chains? I try to enlighten my people. I try to enlighten my loved ones to open your eyes. Open your eye, yeah. Because if you know, you know. And if you know, that's your power right there. That's you getting your power back. You don't longer let certain things trigger you because you see it for what it is. They want to juice it up and move it to, oh, civil war, oh, it's race war, and oh, this, that, and the third, and Trump, boom, bam, boom. Man, Trump ain't nothing but a fucking puppy. And if y'all don't know that by now, nigga, you sleep. Like I said, wake up. He's a puppet. These judges are fuck judges are puppets. They're just pawns in a bigger fucking play. They don't have no control over what really the fuck going on behind the scenes, nigga. Come on, man. You ever heard of the Elite Eight? Oh, okay. Go Google it. Google it. Google me. <laughs> the Elite Eight. Go Google it right now. What I'm saying. The elite. The top elite. Elite, elite. Anyways, y'all gotta realize and read between these lies. I got some books that I want y'all niggas to read. I'm gonna get some recommendations, right? You know, I'm gonna leave the recommendations at the end of this. No, nah, I'm gonna forget. <laughs> Smoke too much tweet. Y'all need to go pick up the new Jim Crow. All right? It's a black and gold book. Read that. Now, mind you, that's not an easy read. I haven't even finished it all the way. That's like one of them reads they give you in college and they tell you you got to write a research paper about this fucking book. Yeah. She wrote a whole 12 research. Twelve, Yeah. She wrote 12 research papers in that one book. That's all I can say. But it was fucking phenomenal. Um, outside of that, I done told y'all this um, earlier. I think it was in season one I shouted out this book. It's called Read Between the Lies. Read Between the Lies. It's by my boy Dick Gregory. Y'all just need to Google Dick Gregory or go on YouTube and put in Dick Gregory and go watch one of his videos. 
There was a point in time that's all I would do. I would literally, in any of my spare time, I would just pull him up on YouTube. I probably watched every fucking YouTube video that he was ever in. <laughs> Go put that nigga in on YouTube. Tell me and come back and report, nigga. Y'all let me know. I'm trying to put y'all niggas on, man. God damn it. We got to wake the fuck up. If I got to be the consciousness to do it, raise the goddamn frequency around me and mine, that's what the fuck I'm going to do. That's why I'm on here right now. That's why I'm here. And I'm praying that y'all picking up from this shit, man, because this shit has got to stop. We got to turn this shit around, man. They only doing this because they can, because they know you don't get it. You don't know. You don't know no better, so you just want to allow this shit. But niggas is waking up, man. Niggas is waking up, bro. The consciousness is raising, and they know it. They know it. It ain't going to be too long before the revolution, man. You might as well get rid of it. Wake the fuck up now. <laughs> well, you be out there looking crazy. These niggas have been abusing their power for too long, man. For too fucking long. Literally just fucking trained assassins, basically, at this point. Okay? But, um, ah, there's so much inspirations behind stories like the resonerated. Oh, resonerated! Fuck! <laughs> Or exonerated, not resonerated. Exonerated. That's the fucking word I've been trying to find this whole damn fucking podcast, y'all. Damn. Anyways, the exonerated five, from the exonerated five to shorty uh, that I was just talking about, Centoya Brown. Uh, this the, the stories are so inspiring, so uplifting. You know what I'm saying? This shit gave me chills to see this woman and all, knowing all the shit. Like this is these are real stories. These niggas have been through this shit. They gotta make this shit up. This shit is what happens, and you think that everybody gets to tell their story, but as long as one person does, you know what I'm saying. Long it don't matter if everybody don't get to tell their story. As long as somebody is speaking up and telling the stories, telling them about the horrors and go behind, go on behind them fucking bars, man. The shit that these police are out here doing. If we ain't speaking up and talking about it, of course they're gonna keep doing it. We got to shed light on all this shit and let these niggas know. We know what the fuck is going on. We see the bigger picture. Fuck, nigga. Y'all excuse my French, but hey, I'm feeling it now. <laughs> I'm feeling it now, buddy. Seriously, y'all. We got to stop this shit. If they ain't out here killing us, they out here put slapping us behind, slapping fucking chains on our wrists and throwing us behind bars, man. Taking us away from our family, our loved ones. These babies up here, out here growing up with no fucking father, no mother, lost. Santoya Brown, she was an orphan. Her parents, who she calls her parents now, those are her fucking orphan. Those are her foster parents. So she was lost, trying to find herself. And these schools ain't no fucking better. One of the things she spoke about in the interview was the fact that. When she was in high school, middle school, high school, getting picked on, like that bullying shit. Y'all know that's a whole nother goddamn. I ain't going to go there tonight, though. You know what I'm saying? She was lost, trying to fit in. Then she just got to the point she's like, fuck fitting in. She was lost. And so she was acting out, getting in trouble for her behavior problems. And what does the school do? All they do is, we're going to write you up and send you to, uh, send you home. You're expended or suspended. Y'all got, y'all know y'all hear me fucking up these words. <laughs> 
They just suspend you. And even then, when I was in high school and middle school, that's all they did. I got written up and suspended at one point in time. All because I was in the class and cracking jokes and talking shit. I was literally just crack. I was off duty. I just was cracking jokes, trying to be the class clown. And I got suspended because I had gotten written up for it like three times that week. But we're going to talk about that. But I'm saying, why do you, why instead of trying to correct the behavior, what y'all do is section a nigga off, go put a nigga in timeout or send him home. What ain't nothing at home? Y'all don't know what their situation is outside of the school. Some of them babies go home to some, or don't even go on, don't even have a home to go home to, or the, where they rest in their head is, is a hell on earth for them. And you just sending them out there with the wolves. Instead of suspending these babies and throwing them away and writing them up and oh, oh, oh. We, y'all got to start placing things like to correct that behavior or, or to alleviate that behavior. The counselors, somebody need to be talking to these babies. What's going on at home? Are you okay? How does this make you feel and why? Do you not feel fit in? Do, you know, are somebody, somebody picking on you here? Is somebody picking on you at home? Man, I'll be the chillest fucking counselor there is, yo. I thought about doing that shit, but I, I'm an empath, and that shit would break me the fuck down. <laughs> I'll be coming home every week, every night, every day from work through. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you just got to know what you're here for, man. It's just crazy. I just hate that because these kids, I mean, they, they set it up for you to fail from jump. You get they put in your mindset, yeah. You act up, we're gonna throw you away. We're gonna put you in a we're gonna kick you out or put you up, you know, make you go to silent lunch. You know, this this petty shit. What is that doing? What is a silent lunch really doing for me right now? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just tell you like this, y'all. Shit ain't right. This shit ain't right. <laughs> oh man, so. In a nutshell, y'all, this thing we call the prison complex, it's its so corrupt. It's so foul from the judicial system down, you know, to the law enforcement on down and up and down and around. It's just sick. It's sick. It's sickening. And I've had enough. And if you've had a fuck enough, well, nigga, let's come together and let's fucking change the tide. Turn the tide. Break the fucking chains with me. Seriously, man, I'm finna think about putting some big shit together. Like, not necessarily like even on no party shit. Like, I want a, like a coming together, you know what I'm saying, of the mind, a meeting of the minds in a sense. So y'all gotta stay tuned, like watch my social media and all that good shit for those of y'all who follow me, um, because I'm trying to put some shit together. I'm telling you, man, we gotta start somewhere. You feel me? We gotta start somewhere. But this is this has gotta end. We got to take our power back. Don't y'all think they've been taking it, stripping us of our power for too long? Enough is enough. And by they, it's not just the white man. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I might sound like I'm on some Black Panther shit. <laughs> but no, man. That's that white supremacy. Anybody thinks he's higher than or above the, uh, the next. You can be Hispanic and Mexican. You know what I'm saying? And look down on black people. Or any person of color, but most times out of not, it's the people of color being looked down upon. You know? We gotta change that narrative, man. Us people of color, we 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 have way too much power. This is our earth, this is our land. 
straight up off the backs of our ancestors, man. It's time for y'all to wake up. It's time for us all to wake up, critters. We can't keep doing this. But stories like, you know, Centoya Brown Long and the Exonerated Five and so many more that have actually, that have lost their lives. You know what I'm saying? To this cruel, 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 wicked system, man. And all of its con comrades, constituents, motherfuckers, you know. But enough is enough. Enough is enough. So I just felt like it was my purpose to come on here today and share that with y'all. And I'll leave you with my final little note and I'm going to wrap this up because <laughs> I didn't went on my rant. But uh, I just want to say that we are all so strong. There's so much power within you listening right now, within me speaking these words, needing to hear this myself. We possess so much strength, so much power and knowledge. All you have to do is free your mind. Step out the box, step out the prism, step out the simulation, this system, this crooked, nasty, wicked system that was never designed for you to begin with. It's never designed for you to win it. It was never designed for you to rise up, to ascend. They don't want you to do that. Because like I said, we are queens and kings. We have the, we are the power. We are the light. We are the way, the energy. And they know that. So they try to suppress you. They don't want you to think that you, you really, because in reality, baby, we bigger than all this shit. Take your power back. Take your power back. That's all I can say. That's it. That's all. <laughs> and I really, really, really hope that, you know, this resonated within y'all like it resonated within me. Uh, like I said, uh, check out those books that I named The New Jim Crow and Reading Between the Lies. Uh, both awesome, awesome, awesome books. And um, also check out the interview from The Breakfast Club. I'm going to have that at the bottom of the, uh, on the description uh, for this episode. Please go and watch that. Very, very inspirational. If you're looking for some inspiration, something to start your day off, go watch that shit. Because I promise you, that was literally what I did today. I saw that interview when I was at work early this morning, and that set the course of my day. I was inspired. I was uplifted. I was, man, it's power in that, y'all. Let's get our power back. Let's love one another. I love y'all, man, and I really, really, really do appreciate those of y'all that have been tuning in, sticking with me, let's get it, man. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. Smoke some, sip something for your girl, Damo. And until next time, it's been another awesome episode of the I Know Damo Knows podcast. And I holla. Oh, yeah.